We're in the middle of this little series that I've entitled Christmas Songs, and we're looking at traditional Christmas carols through the lens of Scripture. Two weeks ago, we considered Joy to the World. Last week, we looked at the song, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And this week, we're talking about the song, O Come All Ye Faithful. And I had my faithful compatriots in the youth group hand out the lyrics to this song, which I want you to hang on. But I want to just show you one little part of the fourth verse. That as I was looking through lyrics and thinking about what I want to talk to you about today, this one phrase just jumped on me, and I want to show it to you. It says, Yea, Lord, we greet thee. Born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory given. But here's the part that got me. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. I mean, you think about that, that is mind-blowing. It freaked out the Apostle John. He wrote this, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Question, why? Why did God send His Son? I think it's really important for us to understand from the, the reason that God made humans was to love someone. He wanted someone that He could love and have intimate connection with. And so from the moment humanity sinned and broke relationship with God, God has been pursuing us to bring us back into relationship with Him. And the plan He had is really crazy brilliant. What God decided to do was put someone on the earth who would demonstrate Him. He wanted people on the earth that would show his majesty and his mercy and his divinity and his power and his compassion. First, it was Israel, this group of people. He cut a covenant with Abraham, and out of Abraham's family, the nation of Israel came. And the whole idea with Israel was God said, I'm going to have this one group of people, and I'm going to dump so much blessings into their lives that everybody else in the whole world is going to say, wow. What a God they have. We want to serve that God. And Israel failed. And then God sent his son, the incarnation. Jesus himself came. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, John 14, 9, you've seen the Father. He was the literal manifestation, personification of God himself. But Jesus' plan was only to stay for a while and then go back to heaven, which he did. He left the church, us. And the whole idea is the church is supposed to be this demonstration of God in the flesh. Where Jesus was the personification of God, he told us, I'm going to fill you with my spirit, and now you will demonstrate the power and majesty and divinity and character of God. Honestly, though, we've done a pretty poor job. We haven't been great about demonstrating God's divinity. So just like Jesus came to show all people what the Father looked like, we're supposed to be, called to be, the representatives of God's kingdom. Paul said it this way in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Now there's three ways that happens. 
First way we demonstrate God is to serve. Jesus told his followers the ultimate expression of kingdom citizenship is servanthood. Now that doesn't make sense. Jesus did not say the ultimate expression of kingdom citizenship is working miracles or, or raising people from the dead or political power or knowing all the Bible. Jesus said the way you show Jesus, the way you demonstrate the kingdom is to serve. This is Jesus himself in Matthew 23. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, does anybody think that's easy? You think it's easy to serve? I want to suggest three places or arenas where we must serve. The first is church. And that's why we have this volunteer banquet, because church is a good place to come together and serve one another and serve our community and serve the kingdom. And I appreciate that. That's why we honor you. But if you're only serving at church, you're missing the boat. You're not demonstrating God out there. Serving in the church is only scratching the surface of what it means to be a servant in the kingdom. The second place you've got to serve, which is much harder, is at home. Are you serving your spouse? Are you serving your family? That's what we're called to do. Now, someone in the church sent me a little video. I'm going to show, I'm going to kind of demonstrate this stuff through videos. Someone sent me a video and said, this is a great um, representation of what it feels like to be a wife and mom at Christmas. Now, I am not a wife, nor am I a mom, so I cannot authenticate this video. I can't stand behind this, but I told her that I would show it, so here we go. We serve here, we serve our family, and finally we serve the lost. Did you know that we as Christ followers are called to lay down our lives for unchurched people? And that's counterintuitive because we think, well, they won't even appreciate it. They probably won't even notice. They'll take advantage of me. Well, word of the Father now in flesh appearing. How will they know? So we serve. Secondly, we share. Now, true but painful statement. Most of us don't have very much because we don't share. Most of us don't have very much because we're not trustworthy. And that's not my words, that's the Bible. This is 2 Corinthians 9. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8 is powerful. And God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So if we don't have, we, we at some point weren't proven trustworthy to share because the Bible says if you share, you'll have plenty. Isn't that what it said? Now, the, the kingdom sharing is never about an amount. It's not at all about quantity. Kingdom sharing is about a heart posture because you might say, well, I don't have anything. It doesn't matter. You share. Verse 8, God will generously provide everything you need, then you'll have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So if God has blessed you with resources, let me, let me, my mom was here the last couple of weeks and we went out to dinner one night and she kind of mocked me. She saw that the tip that I left for the server on the check and she kind of gigged me about that a little bit. 
And, and I said, this, to me, this is just an expression of generosity. Maybe they know I'm a Christian. Maybe this waited person has watched me and knows that I'm a Christ follower or have, have claimed to be a Christ follower. And then if I'm not generous, am I the Word in flesh now appearing? The Word of God now in flesh appearing? In fact, let me just say this. If you don't plan on giving a generous tip to your server, please don't pray before you eat. Because if they see you pray, they're going to think you're a Christian. And then if you don't be generous, then you're going to mess it up for all of us. Because we're trying to be the Word of God now in flesh appearing. That is good preaching right there. Don't feel bad. I watch that video a hundred times and I cry every time. Every time. Finally, the third way that we represent God to a lost world is that we save them. We redeem them. Now, here's what I'm talking about. Anybody can serve, but our lives being changed. Anybody can give, but to what end? Because the Bible says clearly the church is called to make disciples. Are we making disciples? I've come to understand that there's no way that I can do this on my own. Disciple making only happens as I'm directed by the Holy Spirit and I step out in obedience and do what God has called me to do to people around me. I'm going to show you one more little video clip. Last year, probably the last couple of years, I've shown a little video from a company called WestJet. It's a Canadian airline company, and they're famous. The video last year was Santa appeared and asked them what they wanted, and then they, were, they flew off, and then the, there were presents waiting on the other end for them. Well, this is another WestJet commercial that's a good example of reaching out to others in love. Here's the point. A lot of needy people around us at Christmas, everywhere you look. But while some of the needs are really obvious, there's a lot of needs that are hidden that we'll never know about. Jesus came to earth to represent God. And in doing so, he brought millions of people to the Father. Now, we're called to follow Jesus into his mission and everywhere we go to bring the love and the encouragement and the healing that Jesus brought to the earth. We're supposed to be word of the Father now in flesh appearing.